0: Hi, Wine Delusters. This is my final episode for this series. In each series, I'll be speaking with a well-known personality about their favourite wine destinations. And I'm really excited about my first one. This is a person I became friends with online before we met in real life. And now we've built up a really lovely friendship. She's an author of a book called The Joyful Frugalista, and she has a podcast of the same name. You might recognise her as a former columnist in the Telegraph Savvy Shopper column and she's also a regular guest on Studio 10. She also has her flagship online course of Six Weeks to Abundance. So her name is Serena Bird. So she's very passionate about being frugal but also having a really great abundant lifestyle and being happy without spending lots of money. In addition to all of Serena's accomplishments, she's also very community-minded. So it was really interesting to chat with her. Welcome to the Wine to Us podcast. My name's Janine and I run a wine events business in Canberra. But my real passion is travel and my bucket list is to travel to every wine region in the world. In this series, I'll be exploring some regional Aussie wine destinations. I'll give you some tips whether you're planning a romantic getaway, a girls weekend, or you're dragging the kids along. So call yourself a glass, and let's get exploring. So I'm with Serena Bird, a.k.a. the Joyful Frugalista. So Serena, tell me... Out of this fabulous country of ours, where's one of your favourite wine regions that you like to visit that you would like to talk to us about today? That's a really hard call. <laughs> And I say that because my
1: lovely husband and I have an ambition of caravanning around Australia and visiting all the wine regions. Now, I know that sounds really strange as a frugalista, Mm. right? But, you know, I know that so many, especially the smaller uh, wineries, what they do is a labour of love. And, you know, I really love supporting that. And I also love tasting it in moderation. Um, And so that's an ambition of ours. that um, He's working towards a goal of about two and a half years' time. We're still trying to work out how we would take the kids for how long we might do it. We might end up doing, you know, some mini journeys rather than a big journey. It
0: just might be a bit easier um, with the kids and their schooling. But we it's definitely an ambition that we're working towards to that do that. That sounds awesome. But the thing is that with a lot of the wine regions, I think it has this perception of being very expensive and very exclusive. But there's bargains to be had anywhere so there's a lot of campsites and holiday parks and things that a lot of the wine regions that you don't have to spend a lot of money on so
1: yeah look I agree with you and um a couple of years ago we were planning to drive up to the Gold Coast to see family at Christmas we didn't in the end because um my husband had a heart attack okay. about a week before we were <laughs> so due to go to so <laughs> that was a reason but you know we were looking at one point about um uh camping in Dubbo and going to the zoo and there's right next to or near to the zoo there's a winery that you can camp at and you know the reviews are really great and so you get that experience don't you that you can do something for the kids during the day uh visiting a zoo which we
0: sadly didn't get to do it's still on our to-do list and
1: then you know adults can do something for
0: themselves at night. So. I'm all about that. Yep so, uh, keeping everybody happy something for mum and dad and something for the kids as well. Yeah so. exactly. Um, and so we were talking before about all the wine regions we'd
1: visited, and I don't think I've totally nailed everything, that I know you've probably got more than me, but I was sort of like, oh, no, I don't really visit wine regions. And then I stopped and I thought, and I went, yeah, well, I have been to, you know, McLaren Vale and the Barossa and Hunter and Canberra region and Orange region and Stanthorpe and King Valley. Uh, That's Quite a list. I'm trying to think what else there are. There's, I'm sure there's some more in Victoria. There's certainly a lot um, in Mornington Peninsula mm-hmm. that I really want to visit. I've got family there. Uh, and a few in Geelong region, I got yep. too. So that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yarra Valley, the Alpine region, yeah. Melbourne, uh, Victoria is full of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly.
1: And we're not big drinkers. And it's kind of um, strange in a way, speaking on wine to us, because we don't have wine with a meal Every night, but when we have friends over, it's really so lovely to be able to pull out a bottle of wine and say, Well, we visited this winery and we just really loved it for these reasons, and you know it's going to be good because you've tasted it at the cellar door and you know what foods it goes with because you've had that discussion. Um, And it's yeah, it's just special. It really is. I
0: completely agree. It brings back all those memories But also you make sure guests feel very special that you're sharing that with them.
1: Yeah, exactly And it's completely different to look I just you know got it on special and whatever was in the bargain bin And I had no idea about it. I'm like it might be fine like a lot of you know Mm. I think so much wine produced in Australia is amazing But you know when you have that personal connection, it is quite different
0: So which one would you like to talk about today? Well, I'm going to talk about the Canberra region
1: because that's where I live and where you live as well. And I'm very passionate about supporting my local community as well. And Canberra has so many amazing wines that I think are really
0: underrated. Yeah, I don't think um the rest of the country knows it, so I think it's a little secret that I'm letting out of the bag about how wonderful the Canberra district is. I think um, compared to when I moved to
1: Canberra in 2000 and now there's now more awareness about Canberra being a foodie and a wine destination, that's really changed. I think Clonakilla winning so many awards yes. has really helped a little bit, but still it is a secret how good it is and how accessible it is. Like when you think if you live in Sydney and you want to go
0: to the Hunter, it's quite a trick. If you live in Adelaide and you want to go to the Barossa, like it's doable but it's still... Yeah, a it's f- a good hour. I mean, I know McLaren Vale's about 45 minutes or so and Barossa would be a bit further. Yeah, and the Clare's further again, mm-hmm. so it's just a little bit further.
1: But with Canberra, like, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, depending on where you live and you're in
0: wine country. Yeah, there's two wineries right on our doorstep. Like I rode my bike over to one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> close
1: well I didn't know the one was that close you're
0: going to have to tell me the the bike uh, track to get there listen to episode two Serena. listen to episode two I'll be listening so with um, the Canberra district what are some of your favorite cellar doors that you like to visit Oh, there's so many
1: and I was just thinking it's been a while since I've visited some and I'm really overdue Um, because the whole district, as you know, has done it so tough during the bushfires. But as you know, they lost their their, their vintage Vintage this year year because of the smoke taint and I know some have been able to pivot and do different things like gin and Mm -hmm, other sorts of mm -hmm. things. But, you know, it's really hard too and it's also just the traffic that... um, the region lost because people stopped coming to Canberra when the media was saying we had the highest, um, you know, levels of air pollution in the world, most toxic mm. air, which was true. Yeah. Like, why would you come for a holiday and go and visit, a, you know, a, a cellar door? An awful time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, well,
0: and, and then a lot of the cellar doors closed during the pandemic, so... Yeah, it's been been a tough year.
1: It has been a really tough year. Um, But I do have some favourites and it is hard to really, it's a bit like having a favourite child because there are so (laughs) many. There's a a good 30 plus cellar doors now, so yeah. Yeah, but Lake George has to definitely be a favourite and I think a lot of it comes from Sarah, the owner, and just how incredibly warm she is, Mm -hmm. as you know. But it's also a lovely place to visit. It just is beautiful. Like I feel like I'm in provincial France when you drive into the driveway. It is so nice. And we went there with my kids actually, um, not long after a our, our cruise. We would just come off a cruise and we'd driven back, and it was right before a major storm. So it was a bit of a crazy time to visit, and I wasn't sure how my kids would go because you know they were getting a bit antsy in the car. You're driving back
0: from Sydney. So driving it's about back from Two Sydney. hours into the journey. Yep. Yeah. And Two and a half hours, yeah. yeah, exactly. And as you know, that particular
1: winery, Lake George, is the first winery mm-hmm. in the Canberra district you see when you're driving in from Sydney. That's right. Um, so it's you know literally on the road in, right over looking over Lake George. Um, and Sarah, as you know, you know, does believe in UFOs, is hoping to see some out there. Like, <laughs> Lake, Lake George is, is famous for you know being a UFO hotspot. For... I did not know that, it I is... knew that
0: the stargazing was amazing, but I did not know about the is... UFOs. <laughs>
1: I have never personally seen any aliens around like George but it does have that reputation it's it's quite right. an ancient that's interesting I did not know yeah um, great. that's you know meant to be deeply spiritual on many uh in many uh ways but you know she herself has five children right so like when my kids are running around they're a bit ragged like you know I didn't feel that sense of pressure at all I've just felt really welcome and you know her dining room is so beautiful Her tasting room is so beautiful. You know, she is just so warm and abrasive. And more importantly, the wine is just fantastic. Um, It's hard to pick a favourite once again amongst her wines, but of course her rosé has won awards, um, you know, for good reason, because I think it's pretty much my favourite rosé. I've got three favourite rosés and that's pretty much at the top. (laughs) It's a hard call, but it's it's really nice. Um, And her sparkling wines are so good. And her commitment to organic... um, is really in, important for me um, I get uh, migraines often triggered by sulfur and I do often use drops to put them in wine to help mitigate that but mm. it's not always fantastic and um, earlier this year she was doing a call out she had a, a big sort of tasting box she was offering and I remember I said to my husband I said I'm done with crap wine so we had been gifted you know a cheap bottle of wine that I'd had earlier that week like I said before we're not big drinkers but you know we had you know a glass with with, on the weekend on the weekend and it hadn't been a very high quality wine, and it had triggered a migraine headache so I was out for two days after drinking that and then I saw Sarah's uh you know call out with her specific tasting pack and I went you know what life is too short to be drinking crap wine (laughs) very (laughs) true (laughs) i know her stuff is good you know i know i don't get migraine headaches from hers i know she's got the highest commitment so we bought that tasting um pack and they're still discovering some of the the wines her fortified was a a real discovery but the pinot noir oh my goodness the pinot noir and about uh two weeks after we bought that i had a friend over she's a single um, parent and it was mother's day and you know i think I'm sensing in COVID how hard it is for um, single people, not in relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're just gravitating towards connectedness. And it was just at that time when everything was opening up a little bit. um, And she ended up coming over quite unexpectedly. And I put on a fairly unexpected kind of, um, uh, not even a meal, really, just like platters of things, like the good old Jatz biscuits. (laughs) It felt like something out of the 70s or the 80s and brought out this Pinot Noir. And it was just... It was so beautiful. Like oh, we were just yeah. so happy drinking it. Um, it just was so smooth. Uh, we were just chatting and we were just laughing after this, you know, really stressful, you know, bushfires and COVID experience we've all been through. And I was like, this is the life. Yeah, that's this is great. it. It's good wine from you know a lovely winemaker who you know, or I, she's not the winemaker. I don't think but, you know she yeah. owns the the winery. Um, but you know, lovely family you know lovely experience my local community
0: with friends like yeah. this 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 is it yeah it's good it's just so beautiful oh that's fantastic is there any other cellar doors that you like to visit or that's Definitely a highlight. Well, that's definitely a highlight because it's just uh, so beautiful. I also and, like and the kid friendliness. And, and yeah, kid that's friendliness right, yeah. as well.
1: But we also like heading out towards Marr and Bateman, mm-hmm. so, And that's super close. Yeah, um, 30 minutes, yeah. And it depends where you live. Like if For people living in the northern um, suburbs of um, Canberra, it's especially close. And people driving in from um, Melbourne, it's yeah. on... On, on the road, that's right, exactly, and the roads are being improved out there too. So it's getting closer and closer all the time. And there's so many little hidden gems um, out there, but you know, Four Winds deserves a special um, mention, I think, because they're sort of quirky and they're sort of fun and um, they're sort of funky. And the wines aren't expensive, uh, but they're also very good. Yes. And they have their wood fire pizzas, which of course my kids like, so that's always good. Um, you know, it's not fancy pantsy, um, you know, highbrow fine dining stuff Mm. that kids are going to find difficult. So, you know, a few wood fire pizzas. Mum and Dad can go and taste some wines and, you know, buy a bottle. And then a lot of the wines they sell go fantastically with the pizza, like their Tempranillo. So you know, go and try it. Buy a bottle of temperanilla, Sit in the back under near the vines with your kids. Have it, a wood-fired pizza. It's great because there's a bit of space there that kids can run around and things too. So exactly, yeah. and not so stuffy. You know, it's just kind of a fun place to be. And you see pre-COVID, and I'm sure it's coming back now. So many people congregating there, and I really notice that young people particularly on you know day trips out because it's just it's relaxed and it's easy. You don't sort of feel that it's pretentious or it's it's difficult. I completely agree.
0: Yeah. So speaking about entertaining the kids, do you have something a bit off the beaten path that you would recommend to families with kids coming to Canberra? So we all we know about the huge ones like your Questacons and everything like that, but something a little bit well, off the Actually I did want to talk about the Questacon one because there is actually a secret
1: trick there, which uh-huh. a lot of people may not realise that Questacon has reciprocal um, agreements with a number of other science museums throughout Australia. So come to Canberra and you buy a day pass to Questacon, it could be quite expensive. And also then there's a lot of pressure too because you're like, oh, we've bought the day pass, we've got to be here all day. Mm. In reality, kids are going to get bored after about, you know, and maybe watch a show and then see a few exhibits. So you've got about two hours tops. But because they've got these reciprocal arrangements, you can buy an annual pass in your state um, or territory where you live. So if you're likely to take your kids there at least once or twice a year, Buy the annual pass in that state and territory where you live. It's cheaper to do that than come and visit in Questacon. And because Questacon's amazing, you can't not go to Questacon <laughs> with kids if you're in Canberra. It's like a rite of passage, but it just takes all that stress away from it.
0: I think that's an excellent uh, frugalista tip there. Sarita, did you have any others that you wanted to share with us?
1: Well, just the amazing parks that we have in Canberra. So we have so much outdoor space. It is really a very child-friendly, kid-friendly place to live. Now, I remember when I first moved here, it was often said somewhat somewhat disparagingly, like, oh, Canberra, it's so boring. But if you have kids, if you have family, well, that's nice. But it actually is. It is actually fantastic. It's just so easy to navigate and there are so many free parks and, and, and places to go to. So around the lake, and you would know this, there's the Boundless um, one. Yeah, which that's is, one. And that's particularly good too because it's for children of any kind of um, ability. It's been specifically designed to be disability friendly. Um, so, you know, if any, it's accessible to anyone basically. And, and all different age
0: groups too, and yeah, it's great. Yeah. So that's a particularly good one. Mm. <laughs> and you might not know about it because it's sort of a hidden, so it's a bit of a, a secret. Yeah, it's up behind the
1: Carillion on the, on the lake. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a police memorial, so there's the Carillion, and then further up on the hill there's a the police memorial, and then it's just behind that. So, you know, you have to look for it, but it's really, really, really good. And that one's called Boundless. Mm, Mm. Boundless. So that's a particularly good one. And then, of course, the Arboretum, which is pretty fantastic. Unfortunately, the parking up there is a bit expensive. You can try and game it and try and work out when the the parking is less expensive. (laughs) Or you can carpool if you're going with more than one family. Um, But once you're there, it's totally free. And the... um, Except for the coffees and um, the other taxes, like ice creams and things, which will... And yeah, kids will play at the pod for hours and hours and hours. Um, And then on the other side of the pod, there's a natural area that's great for kite flying. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm. So on the other side, so you know, you go into the main, I think they call it the village, and then you turn to the right and towards the National bon, uh, Bonsai and Penzai Exhibition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, out in the front of that, there's a natural area which gets a whole lot of wind coming up and that's fantastic for kite flying. So bring a kite.
0: That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> on your trip to Canberra. <laughs>
1: and then you can sit as a family on that that grassy area um, and just sort of just hang out and you know fly kites until the kids get bored of it. They're so excited at first once it gets in the air and then, Oh, I'm bored now. But, you know, that'll last for a little
0: while um, before you hit that. Um, and it's just magnificent looking out on that view. Oh, that sounds fantastic. There's some really great things to do in Canberra. Thank you very much for your time, Serena. That's wonderful. Thank you. If you're interested in finding out more about Serena and all the work that she does, check out thejoyfulfrugalista.com. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-F-R-U-G-A-L-I-S-T-A.com. And if you do visit any of the businesses we've spoken about, let them know that you heard it through the Wine Delust podcast. Happy travelling. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe now to get the next series and any bonus episodes as they drop. Go to windelust.com.au for everything discussed today. You can also access wine selectors for more travel information and wine deals. And Booktopia, where I get all my travel and wine books from. Till next time, happy wine travel!